0: What's up, my awesome friend? Today's classic Having It All episode is called Who Are You When No One Is Watching? And this one comes from October 2016. So this is early, early on in the podcast. And that's one of the things I love about this episode is that it is early on in the show. So the introduction is different. The music is different. Um, yet the, the insight and the message is just as powerful as ever. Because if all you do to address those setbacks and failures is look at your external conditions, then you're going to miss it. Because chances are, it's not what you're doing, but who you are being that's creating the issues. And there's probably some sort of misalignment between what you're putting out into the world and what's really going on behind closed doors. And those closed doors can be literal, like the things that you're doing in private when no one's around, um, or those closed doors can just be the secret spaces in your mind that only you live in. It's, It's like saying that you want to be a loving and caring person, but inside you have this internal conversation that's very harsh and critical and judgmental of yourself and others. You know, eventually how you show up, how you view the world and how people experience you is going to match what's really going on in the inside. So this episode is going to get you to look at who you are really being, your inner monologue, your inner beliefs, and those inner stories, and how your beingness is going to impact both how you are presenting and showing up in life and the results that you're creating. I'm telling you, if you can figure this out, if you can figure out how to get Coherence and and alignment and authenticity inside and out, then you will launch yourself forward in so many places. You will absolutely launch. So this episode is, as I mentioned, it's earlier on in the show, and at that point in time, I was pretty loose with my language. So you don't want to listen to this one with some young ears around. Uh, but I definitely. Stand by my message and I know that you're going to get a ton from this conversation. Quick reminder for everybody, I have launched three new coaching programs this year, three new programs in 2022. And one program is for people who are looking for clarity on their life purpose and mission. The second program is for people who are looking to create more balance and more self-confidence within themselves. And the third program is for people are brand new to coaching you've never coached before and you just want to get your feet wet working with a coach so you can go check out all three and learn more about each of them on my website that's matthewbivins.com slash coaching all right here we go with who are you when no one is watching enjoy Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now let's jump right into this episode. What's going on, everyone? Today's episode is all about the question, who are you when no one is watching? But before we get into the meat of everything, I want to come clean and share that last week I did not have an episode for you all, and I apologize. There really is no excuse. Putting out an episode every week has been something that um, I have stuck to and That was my commitment when I started this podcast. And last week was the very first week that I missed that commitment. I did not live up to it. And um, it was a a simple thing between my producer and I and lack of communication and lack of follow through. And it resulted in you all just going a week without receiving an episode. And it is really interesting that this happened. Um, It's not a coincidence. I do not believe in coincidences. So It's not a coincidence because part of what I'm going to be talking about today has to do with being in integrity with yourself and saying or doing what you say you're going to do. So it really is of no surprise that this episode is the next one that I am putting out there after missing a week. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. I want to let you know that, um, yeah, it is something that happened and uh, I'm going to do my very best to make sure that does not happen again. Um, I have some some great interviews and um, episodes that are lined up, and um, I actually also want to put out there that I am going to be changing how I do interviews in the future. Um, I have been, been kind of playing it safe with my interviews, and if you look at my the mixture between between consideration and courage, I am much more considerate than I am courageous when I interview people and when I have guests on the show. And that's not what I I want to put out there. Um, A big theme of this show is courage and is confronting fears and choosing love over fear. And while I am talking to people, there are opportunities that I have to, to really just go in, go in with them, go in on them, and to explore topics that might be uncomfortable. You know, perhaps they're uncomfortable to the person I'm talking to, but that's okay because in that discomfort, there are things that I will learn, there's things that they will learn, and there's things that you will learn. And I always talk about on the show that I can have a breakthrough through somebody else's breakthrough. And when you're listening to this, to, to my conversations with people, and you're hearing somebody have an aha moment or somebody having a breakthrough you yourself can experience your own breakthrough. And so I've been, I've been choosing consideration and I haven't been very courageous in, uh, in a number of my, my previous interviews. And so I want to acknowledge that, let you know that I'm going to be shifting that up um, in, in the next batch of interviews that I've got on the calendar. And so that, <clears throat> excuse me, so that's going to be pretty, um, pretty cool for myself to, to step up and to see what happens um, when I step up. So I'm putting that out there so that you all can hold me accountable. Um, this podcast, in a lot of ways, is, uh, is something for me um, because it's a, it's, it's a way that I can put out there, hey, I'm going to do this. And just knowing that you're listening, uh, that, helps, that helps keep me on, on point. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, With all that said, let's get back to today's topic. And like I said at the top of the episode, it really focuses around this question, who are you when no one is watching? And so I ask that to you. Who are you when no one is watching? When it's just you, when there's no one around, your spouse, your coworkers, your friends, it's just you looking in the mirror, being with yourself, how are you choosing to be? You know, what thoughts do you have when no one is around? What actions do you take in your secrecy? What feelings do you have about yourself that you don't express to other people? They just stay between your ears. How do you feel about other people? How do you feel about life? Especially when no one is directly holding you accountable. Who are you in those situations? Now, I ask those questions because I was being in my secrecy. I didn't even realize it, but I was. And it got exposed to me this past week. So it's a Tuesday right now, and, and on Thursdays is when I have my weekly accountability group. And so, um, however many days ago that was, six, five, six days ago, it was really revealed to me how, how I am just hanging out in my secrecy, and who I am being when no one is watching. There's some light got, got shined on that. So the backstory, like I said, um, I'm in this group. And even, even before that, um, I've, been, I've been using this incredible tool called a balance chart for about three and a half years. And I've mentioned the balance chart once or twice on this, on this podcast, but um, it's, it's essentially a habit formation tool. Uh, balance is an acronym. B stands for breath, A stands for aqua, L stands for lengthening. The second A is anaerobic, N, nutrition, C, cleanse, E, energize. And the way it works is that I choose a number of habits that I'm going to perform either daily or throughout the week under each one of those seven building blocks. So I have a number of breath habits, I have a number of aqua habits, so on and so forth. Now, each one of those habits has a point value. And so once, you go, once I go through and I have all those different habits, I have a total number of points that I am telling myself I'm going to accomplish every week. Because the balance chart isn't just about having these things to look at them and for it to just be this nice little tool I have. No, it's about actually executing. All right? So if I put on my balance chart that I'm going to drink half my body weight in ounces of water each day, I'm telling myself I'm going to do that. I'm making a contract with myself. Matthew, you will do that. You will do the things that are on your balance chart. When I don't do them, that's when interesting things happen. So there's a thing called the say-do ratio, and that just shows you out of what you say you're going to do, how many of the habits you actually did. So let's say my point total was 200. And let's say that I scored 160. So my say-do ratio, the percentage of habits that I completed would be 80%, right? So that tells you, right? That, te- that tells me that if that was my, my number, my number actually ha- is in the 70s. The last time I looked at it, which was this morning, it was at 77. And I typically play for 85%. I want to complete 85% of the things I say that I'm going to complete, And right now, I am not doing that. I'm getting 77. Another thing that the balance chart is really great at is accountability. Because there are hundreds of other people on this same app, and they can all see my scores every week. So all of these folks are seeing when I log a 77, when I log a 70, when I log a 90. They're seeing my scores. Therefore, they're seeing how how much I am in integrity with myself. They're seeing the degree to which I am doing what I say I'm going to do when it comes to myself. Because again, the balance chart is all about creating new powerful habits or shifting habits that are no longer serving us. So this is for me. This is for me to be able to be at my best throughout the day and throughout the week. I love the saying that you can, you know, the, the, the analogy of pouring from a cup that's full, right? Like when we give ourselves to other people, whether it's our families or our friends or our, our coworkers, our job, we are pouring a little bit of ourselves out. So right now, my wife and I, Sarah and I have a five-month-old, beautiful, excuse me, five-week-old, beautiful baby girl named Maya, and she requires a lot. She requires a lot, and when my cup is not filled up, I really feel the pressure of the circumstances that she puts us in, whether it's crying or fussing or another diaper change or, you know, spitting up, Those are all just circumstances, and so when my cup isn't filled up, I feel the weight of those circumstances more. My balance chart is an amazing way for me to make sure my cup is filled up all the time because every one of those habits on there, it's just like putting deposits into myself. It's just like adding a little bit more into my own cup so that I can then go out and give to other people and not feel depleted not feel like I have nothing left for myself, not feel like I'm in a depressed state. That's the power of the balance chart. And so like I said, I have been in my mind saying, I wanna play for an 85, and that was even revealed to me that that's too low. Just the things that I'm taking on in life, doing 85% of what you say you will do, doesn't cut it. I'm an A player, that means 90 plus. So right now, I'm coming in at 77. And there's some really interesting reasons why I have been coming in at 77. And a lot of it is the self-talk and the excuses that I am, I am creating, the justifications, the rationalizations for why I'm not going to do a particular habit at a particular time. I was giving myself a backdoor exit I was giving myself an easy way out. I was telling myself that, you know, as long as I'm getting close to 80, I'm cool. 85, yeah, that's what you're playing for. That's your your big, hairy, audacious goal, your b-hag. But that's not really realistic for you right now, Matthew. So just get close to 80. I know you're in the 70s, but it's been coming up. You know, it's been coming up a couple couple points every week or so. So you're doing great, man. You're doing great. It was shit like that that was going on in my head that was just helping me stay comfortable, helping me to play small. And I was making excuses based off of circumstances I was in. You know, the balance chart gives you a 12-week rolling average. So every week, your most recent score is added and your, the, the, the oldest score drops out. So you always have an opportunity to, to keep improving your score by scoring high each week. So my 12-week rolling average was showing that I was at a 77. And I was telling myself, you know what, that's okay. Because over the past 12 weeks, a lot of shit has gone down. You were in the third trimester of, your, of, the, of our pregnancy, which was just came with all the things that it came with. We then had the baby. Baby Maya came into the world. She was born in our house and in an amazing home birth and just absolutely beautiful. And then you had to actually raise her and, and take care of her. You know, you had to make sure that she was still breathing. And when she cried, you had to attend to her needs. You also went on vacation, right? Like you went on your baby moon over the past three months. And you had some crazy, well, you had some, some family circumstances. I was going to say crazy, but you know what? That's, they just were. You had some family circumstances flare up that required a lot of your energy. So it's okay that you were only getting in the, in the 70s, man. It's okay. Like, I get it. I understand. And that's that shit. That's that shit that we do. That's that self-talk. That's what I was telling myself when no one was watching. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it until I was in my accountability group and the question was asked, who are you truly being in your secrecy? Who are you truly being in your secrecy? And so I started to really think about my self-talk. You know, it's okay to not do everything that I say I'm going to do. I can pick and choose. I can pick this habit. I can pick this commitment to this person. I can pick going after this goal. And I don't need to do those. Don't need to do that one. I don't need to keep that commitment. I don't need to do that thing that I said I was going to do. The commitment wasn't written in stone. You don't have to do it, Matthew. It's cool. You don't have to do it all. You've skated by most of your life. In school, you know, you weren't an A student. You were kind of like the mid Bs, mid to high Bs. That's cool. You just skated by. That's good enough. That's good enough for you. And That's the stuff, man. That's the shit that keeps me from fully stepping into my greatness. And if you're anything like me, that's the same stuff that's keeping you from experiencing the greatest version of yourself. So there's this thing called pattern interrupt. It's a concept that I I was exposed to this past week that has been a really great tool recently for me to help snap myself out of that shit talk that goes on in my head that is helping to keep me playing small. The idea of pattern interrupt is literally the way that it sounds. As you are running that pattern, running that script in your head, you do something to interrupt it, interrupt that script. So a cool example of that was, every Saturday I get up in the morning and I run uh, with a running group here in Atlanta and we go for four miles. And it's called the Fun Run, and and that's really what it is. Um, this isn't a race. We're not racing. We're not running for time. Um, in fact, we we stop a few times during the run so that the whole group can recollect because we have people of all different, all different fitness levels and experience levels running. Folks who've never ran more than a mile in their life to people who've been running every single day. We have all ages. The youngest who, who is regularly on the run is six years old. And the oldest is in their late 60s. So it's a really great group. And we do our run every Saturday. And so this past Saturday, I was just cruising along, just going with the group. And we were at, I think, mile three, maybe mile three and a half. And I was like, yeah, you can just cruise on in. You know, just just cruise on in. Because when you get in, you know that you're gonna go into a workout. That's what I do after the fun run, I work out. And one of the workouts that I do is a squat hold. So you go and you sit on the wall. You're, uh, you, you you sit down like as if you're sitting in a chair, and um, it really works your your glutes and your uh, your hamstrings. And it's one of the exercises that I do every single time that I work out. And it can burn. It really can burn up your legs. And so I said to myself, you know, if you go any faster, that squat is going to be challenging. It's going to be hard, and it's going to burn even more. And then any other leg exercises you do after that, they're going to really burn too. So why don't you just keep coasting? Just, you know, yeah, you're at you towards the front of the group and it's sort of spread out and it's the last half mile and so you know you're not going to recollect with everyone, but it's okay, just just coast. And yeah, you know those people that are driving by you on in the car uh, on the road. They're they're not dri- you know, they're not running. You know, they're they're in their cars, they're eating Chick-fil-A, they're smoking cigarettes. Like you're so much healthier than they are. So just coast. You're you're cool, man. You're doing good enough. That's that shit I was talking to myself on Saturday, and so the pattern interrupt was I realized I caught myself in the middle of that conversation, and I said no, fuck this, I'm going. And I I was talking to someone. I said I'll see you at the at the at the playground, and boom, I was off. I just started hauling ass and started running, and I sprinted the last maybe tenth of a mile. I just flat out sprinted, and I'm 30 years old, and I've been sprinting like this uh, for the past couple of years, which is so much fun to just run as fast as you can because that was stuff that I was doing as a kid. But in my I don't know, my, my, my early 20s, I stopped doing it. I just think I would, I would jog, but I'm sprinting. And so at the end of the, at the run, I sprinted through the finish line and I felt freaking amazing because as soon as I interrupted that pattern, as soon as I caught myself giving myself the excuse to just cruise and play small. All that self-talk disappeared instantly. It was all gone. I left it behind me. And I was replaced with this supreme confidence in myself that I can do the things I say I'm going to do. That I can rise up. That I am a badass. That I can... Get into beast mode because that's who I am. That's what's inside of me. It's part of me. It's not something that I just have to fantasize about or idolize in other people. Like I am that badass that I know I am. And that's what the pattern interrupt can do for you. Because when no one's watching, when you're in your secrecy, we can just run those fear scripts, run those fear patterns, and then you just go and go and go and give us every single reason why we're, we play small. Give us all the justifications as to why you don't want to step into something that's making you uncomfortable. Help you rationalize all the decisions that you're, you're lining up in your mind so that you don't have to choose love, so that you can stay in your fear. But that pattern interrupt shatters all of that. So think about that for yourself. Think about what... Patterns you're running, like, like what, what thoughts do you have in your mind? Like what are the things that you're doing when no one's watching that you know don't serve you? You know they're they're holding you back from truly experience your greatest self. Become conscious of those things. Become aware of them because that's when you can begin to interrupt them. So I go back to the weekly accountability group, and I've been asked, you know, who are you being in your secrecy? And I'm, I'm, I'm sharing all my self-talk. And then the next question is the one that really got it for me. The question was, now, what is that costing you? What is it costing you, Matthew, to play at a 77% say-do ratio? What is it costing you to not do the things you say you're going to do? What is it costing you to, to rationalize and justify and make excuses? And I was like, shit, okay. Well, for one, it's costing me energy because my balance chart is all about these powerful habits that fill me up and energize me. So when I'm not doing it, it costs me energy that I could be using to pour back into Sarah and Maya. Because let's go back to the cup analogy. I've been giving from a cup that wasn't truly full. It's also been costing me Trust in myself. Trust that I can actually do the things that I say that I'm going to do. Trust that when I put my mind to something, it will get accomplished. Because if you don't have that trust, it is incredibly hard for you to reach new heights in your life because you don't believe you can do it. And so the lack of trust that I had in myself Directly influenced this, this de- decrease in confidence in myself. Didn't trust myself, so I wasn't confident. And not having confidence was really impacting my ability to be bold. To be fucking bold, to have courage, to step up powerfully in circumstances when I'm feeling uncomfortable, when I'm scared, when I don't know what to do to be like, I'm going to move forward anyway. And it was costing me the ability to take risks. I was becoming risk averse. I was weighing the pros and cons of different situations and saying, you know what? That's a little too risky for me. I don't trust myself. I don't have confidence in myself, so I'm not going to step into that. And that was impacting my ability to actually accomplish goals Goals that I set out for myself, personal goals, health goals, fitness goals, business goals, it was impacting all of that stuff. And, and the cost that was just sort of hovering over all of this was my understanding of the truth, the truth about myself, the truth about who I was when no one was watching Because there are some other measures, or some other things that, that I measured on on a regular basis that was saying, yeah, you are being a badass. Yeah, you are super, super fit. Your health is up there. You're healthy in mind, body, spirit. You've got it. But that balance chart, man, that's, it doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. I was doing 77% of the things I said I was going to do. And the costs of that were just Drastic. No purchase necessary void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Who are you being when no one is watching? Personally, I am very grateful that the truth was shared with me. Because without that, just without data, that's all that it was, was just data, I could have just stayed in my own bullshit. Right? And I did an episode a few weeks ago that got a ton of engagement from you guys. I mean, sending me all these emails and these messages. The episode was about, stop bullshitting yourself. Stop bullshitting yourself. And that's what I was doing. I was bullshitting myself. So I want to read now a passage from a book. I think this this will connect everything. Um, The book is uh, is called Power vs. Force, um, and it's by David R. Hawkins. And it's one of those books that, if you just read the description of it, it might feel like something that's just very uh, heady, uh, very up in the clouds and, um, you know, for for very metaphysical and just, I don't know, but... Read this book. Check it out. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Essentially, the book shows you that there's, you know, two states of being being powerful, being forceful. And that when you tap into your power, that's how you accelerate. When you tap into your power, that's how you transcend. But A lot of us are acting out of force, and force requires resistance, and resistance wears you down. So when you're forceful in life, things eventually stop. So that's probably a pretty terrible summary of the book or or overview of the book. Um, Check it out for yourself. It's called Power vs. Force, but there's this passage in here that I want to read because this really shows you that there is no such thing as secrecy. There's no such thing as secrecy. So when you are by yourself and, and you're in your own home and in your privacy and you're thinking that the thoughts and the, the actions and the habits that you're that you're choosing, only you are are being impacted by them, that is not the case. There's no such thing as secrecy. So I'm going to read this to you now. The universe doesn't forget. There are many sides to the question of karma, but every choice of who and how to be is a choice of great consequence, as all of our choices reverberate through the ages. All of our choices reverberate through the ages. Mm. We shall eventually have to accept responsibility for every thought, word, and deed we generate and will re-experience exactly the same suffering we've caused. Now that sentence right there is, the way that I interpret that sentence is, you know, in my life, when I put something out, I tend to receive something back that's very similar. If I put out happiness and joy and peace and love, that's what I receive back. But if I put out fear and judgment and animosity, that's what I get in, in exchange. So that's what that passage is saying right there. The universe holds its breath as we choose, instant by instant, which pathway to follow. For the universe, the very essence of life itself is highly conscious. Every act, thought, or choice adds to a permanent mosaic. Our decisions ripple through the universe of consciousness to affect the lives of all. Lest this idea be considered either merely mystical or fanciful, let's remember that fundamental tenet of the new theoretical physics. Everything in the universe is connected with everything else. I love the beginning of that paragraph. The universe holds its breath as we choose instant by instant which pathway to follow. Skipping ahead a little bit. Every act or decision we make that supports life supports all life, including our own. The ripples we create return to us. This, which may once have seemed a metaphysical statement, is now established as scientific fact. So one of the things that David R. Hawkins does is he is a he, he has studied and mastered um, kinesthesiology. And so he measures all different things to see whether they show up. And he's created this scale of consciousness, which is pretty incredible. And so he can he has a number, a measurement of all different things. It could be a book it could be an individual, it could be a song, he can measure it and he can show you whether or not it is calibrating in a powerful way or in a forceful way. So that's what he's talking about when he says that the ripples we create return to us. This, which may once have seemed a metaphysical statement, is now established as scientific fact. Back to the the passage, everything in the universe constantly gives off an energy pattern of a specific frequency, That remains for all time and can be read by those who know how. Every word, deed, and intention creates a permanent record. Every thought is known and recorded forever. There are no secrets. Nothing is hidden, nor can it be. Our spirits stand naked in time for all to see. Everyone's life, finally, is accountable to the universe. So... That's the end of the passage and you can see now why I chose to, to end the episode on this because we just stand naked for all to see. There is no secrecy. So when we're standing in our, in our homes, we're looking in the mirror and we're running those fear patterns, those thought patterns, and we think that nobody knows or we think that there's, there's no way that they're impacting us, whether consciously or subconsciously, It is showing up in our lives in ways that we truly don't understand until we become aware. And I go back to myself as an example. I did not know how playing small and not doing what I said I was going to do was showing up in my life until the question was posed to me, you know, who am I when no one is watching? What am I doing in my secrecy? And I realized, holy shit, I am running This conversation in my mind that is helping to keep me comfortable. Keep me playing small. Keep me in fear rather than in love. Keep me letting opportunities to step into my greatness go by me because those opportunities require me to feel discomfort. They require me to be bold. They require me to step up and have courage. And so that. the conversation was just running in the background. I wasn't even aware of it. That's what was happening. And it was costing me, like I said, energy to pour into the people who I love more than anything in life so they aren't getting the best version of me. I'm not getting the best version of me. My confidence is being impacted. My trust in myself is being impacted. All of these things are being impacted because I wasn't doing what I said I was going to do. Because in my secrecy, I was being a different person than I was showing. So I ask you one more time, who are you when no one is watching? And I'm gonna end the podcast episode there. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, I really appreciate it. And once again, thank you for sticking with me. I know last week, episode didn't drop, but you're going to have one this week. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys just uh, just understanding and going on this journey with me. Um, producing this show has been amazing for so many different reasons. One of the biggest is because it has been this incredible platform for me to share the things that that I'm learning that are helping me to step into my greatness and you know by sharing them with you I'm also asking you to hold me accountable and by you listening and then going out and and living and acting and relating with other people you know you are passing those things along and and it's it's a beautiful thing and so um, the show has been a lot of fun, and if you've gotten anything out of the program, if you've enjoyed this episode or if you've listened to other ones and you've enjoyed those, I would really appreciate a review on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes, um, are they really help to uh, have other people discover the show and, and really climb those rankings so more people can find it. So, If you dig it, if you like what I've been talking about, then drop me a review on iTunes, and... Um, Shoot me an email as well. I would love to know like, what are some of the conversations you've been having uh, with yourself in your secrecy. So if you, if you want to share that, if you want to be bold and have me hold you accountable, that will be fantastic. Um, you can email me on my personal email address. This is my Gmail address, and that is mattcbivens at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-C like cat, bivins, B-I-V-E-N-S at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, and I will absolutely get back to you. And uh, I've had some pretty fantastic um, conversations with a number of, of you listeners uh, so far, and it's been, it's been beautiful. So with that, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you, Having It All. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under Shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second... I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit matthewbivins.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again... You can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast?